All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Terry Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is highly skilled Flyers defenseman, the Russian Bear, Ivan Provorov. Time to face off. Welcome back to Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. I'm Derek Settlemeyer. Welcome. Uh, we have a great guest today, one of my favorite players in the league, the Russian Bear, Ivan Provorov. Thanks for coming, buddy. <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me. Right, man. Appreciate you coming by. No, of course. Um, Provy, I'm going to start with this. You grow up, obviously, you're from Russia. Um, you moved over here at an early age, uh, 13 or 14 years old. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Cause that's gotta be tough when you're, when you're that age, uh, leaving your country, your language, everything like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I, my first, my first tournament was, uh, actually in November, I was 13. We had, uh, we had a little bit of a break from school and, Usually we have tournaments at home at that, at that time when we have a, a week or a two week break from school, but we didn't. So my dad and I decided to come over here for a tournament and, you know, try it out. Uh, it's kind of, uh, was through a friend. 
yeah, I came over um, to Wilkes-Barre, uh, went to the Chicago Nike Bauer tournament. Uh, we won, uh, loved my experience. And uh, ever since, you know, my dad and I kind of talked about it and said like, yeah, this is the route we want to take. Because uh, at that point, I kind of sort of, um, the hockey at home just, uh, I kind of like, I don't know, I would say overgrew or however you say, how, however you would say that. So I needed something, you know, more challenging, something yeah. new. Plus, you know, from day one, I knew I wanted to play in the NHL. So my dad and I knew that, you know, the earlier I can come, the, the faster I can adjust, you know, to the culture, to the language and everything like that. So when I get to the NHL, hopefully at that time, I was thinking like that. Um, I wouldn't spend any time, you know, adjusting to the lifestyle or the people, the language, the coaching and everything like that. So, and, uh, yeah, spent my first two years in Wilkes-Barre, uh, playing for the Wilkes-Barre Junior Knights, you know, awesome experience, awesome people. We played pretty much an NHL schedule. My first year we played a hundred games. My second year wow. we played 92 games. Wow, you know, incredible. my, my first year, Bantam year, we won nationals. We only lost four games all year, yeah. seven ties and then whatever the rest of them were wins. And then second year was midget, uh, U16. Same thing, won our league, lost, lost in the semis at national, but, uh, still another great year. Lots of games, lots of experience, good experiences. And then third year was, uh, you know, Cedar Rapids. First, first year kind of away from, uh, you know, away from the Russian people, I guess, because, uh, uh, in Wilkes-Barre, we had a Russian coach who I had a few Russian teammates and there was, you know, 16 going to play my first year of junior hockey, kind of away from everyone. Uh, you know, my parents weren't able to come to visit me that often, but it was another, another great experience. Overall, I got really lucky with the, you know, with the teams and the coaches and all the, Bill of families that I stayed with that, you know, made the experience real fun and real easy. Um, yeah, just, and then after a year in Cedar Rapids, spent two years in Brandon, Brandon, Manitoba. There you yeah. Go. yeah. Really, really cold. Freezing. <laughs> Even, you know, being from Russia, being used to the cold, it still yeah. was very, very, very cold. It's a special place. Uh, and then. The two years there were unbelievable. You know, my first year we, we won the league. I lost in the finals to, um, very stacked Kelowna team. You know, got drafted after that, went back for another year. And then after that, we were able to, you know, win, win the championship, uh, and, you know, have another great year, successful year. And it was just ton of a, you know, ton of fun, just, you know, Hanging out with the boys, playing hockey, and you know, just hanging out. Yeah, awesome. It's it's awesome, and I I couldn't imagine being thirteen. And I know Riles, when you were younger, you you went and played junior hockey, so it's something I never, you know, I'd go away for camp, for yeah, summer camp, camp for a yeah. week, and I'm like, kind of miss my mom a little bit. But you're, you know, you're moving all the way over here, and it's and, and knowing you as well as I do, I mean, doesn't surprise me now knowing you and your work ethic and and, and all of that, but. uh you put all that work in coming over pick seventh overall. I mean, that had to be a dream come true, obviously. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, from, you know, very young age, all I wanted to do is to play in the NHL, you know, and, uh, uh, when I was 13 coming over here, 
it was definitely hard at first, you know, to be away from my family and, uh, you know, friends and adjusting, you know, it wasn't, wasn't easy, but, uh, like I said, people around me made it easy for me and, uh, made me comfortable. And then just, uh, you know, overall I had, you know, one goal in mind and, uh, you know, I want to do whatever, you know, it took to, to get here. Yeah. yeah. You did that. Yeah. You, well, you sure. definitely made the right choice, you know, 13 years old, it's a tough decision. And, uh, outside of the language and the culture adjustments, what was the biggest adjustment hockey wise for you coming from Russian hockey culture to, uh, you know, North American hockey culture? I think just the ice surface, you know, it's, uh, smaller, less time. And I think just the, you know, players mentality here is a little bit more, uh, North South at home, it's a lot of East West right. uh, possession. Here is more kind of putting the puck to the net, you know, getting aggressive, uh, you know, shooting from everywhere. So, uh, my first two years in Wilkesbury, I kind of, we had a little bit of a hybrid and mixed between European hockey and North American because we did have, you know, uh, a lot of players from Europe and then from Canada and just overall, you know, our coach was from Russia. So we, did play a little bit of a different type of hockey, but then I, you know, I got the full experience of it when I got to USHL and, uh, yeah. you know, there it's kind of, uh, you know, very up and down hockey, uh, really defensive and, uh, you know, really fast and physical. Yeah. And then getting in the Western hockey league is the same, more of the same, right? Yeah. And, and then more structure I think, and... uh, yeah, I think it was still very structured, physical, and then, uh, definitely, uh, more skilled than people, you know, give credit to, oh, right. to, yeah. to the WHL. Yeah, especially nowadays, right? I mean, it's yeah. no longer the old WHL where right. it was meathead stew. But uh, no, it's uh, it's interesting your, your progression, and I'm curious about your training. You know, I always like you know, like to explore um, a different people's philosophy when you know it comes to training, and obviously, I think Europeans, specifically Russians, um, seem to have. Uh, I, I say a different philosophy. I think they're more progressive. I don't know. They seem like they're five or ten years ahead a lot of times. Um, and you're you take pride in that. You're big into the overall strength and conditioning game, fitness, the whole bit. Maybe talk to that and maybe philosophy differences and some of the stuff you've carried over into North America. Yeah, uh, I would say from a really you know young age, my dad you know kind of taught me that you know nothing can beat the hard work. You know, uh, you can be, you know, as talented as, as you, as you can be, but if you don't work hard, you're not going to get anywhere. So, mm -hmm. you know, from a very young age, he took me to different practices, boxing, track and field, a bunch of stuff. So, you know, to become more a well-rounded athlete, right. uh, kind of well-balanced, uh, you know, player. And, uh, you know, I, now every summer I go home, you know, I train with my, all my coaches that I've, you know, <laughs> Uh, five or six of them that I've known from, uh, you know, uh, since I was eight, nine years old. And yeah, every summer we get, we get together, they make a program for me. And then for, uh, two months, two and a half months, depending on how much time I have, you know, uh, for those, for that time, I just, you know, eat, sleep and train, you know, uh, three, three, four practices a day, kind of doing, uh, you know, whatever I can to prepare for the season. So I have, you know, kind of enough strength and uh, strength and enough juice to kind of last me all year. So yeah. I don't need sometimes like if I didn't want to, I didn't, I don't even have to go in, in the gym. I'll have enough energy and juice to kind of get me through the year and the playoffs. And also, 
And, uh, you know, with that training, it just allows me to kind of during the year maintain my strength with just small bands, small weights, stuff like that. Yeah. Because a lot of times when you play hockey and then you lift heavy, it kind of makes you stiff. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I hate that feeling. So I don't want to ever feel like that. So I put a lot of work in the summer so I don't have to lift heavy and feel stiff ever in in the season. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, and the philosophy of um, building all-around athletes, I think, is is transferring more to North American uh, culture as far as, you know, specifically for hockey training. Because I know, like, when I grew up, it was like you're all in on hockey. You pick a sport and you're all in. But I think the wiser way of doing it is to build an overall sound athlete. You know what I mean? Like, you do sprints, you play other sports, you're more functional. And then in turn, you become a better athlete. I think it's becoming more of a thing in, in the Western culture here, which is. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, overall, just at home, you know, they used to, you know, lock people in, uh, you know, in the training facilities and they would go through a full on training camp. Uh, I think here was a little bit more of kind of people on, you know, doing their stuff on their own. Yeah. So I think that's why a lot of, a lot of times, uh, you know, a lot of European players, you know, come in really good, great shape. But I think now it's all over the place. You know, people want to get better. People find different ways to challenge themselves. And, and, you know, you see there's so many players from all over the world now that come out and, you know, being picked in the first round and playing in the NHL. I know, like, even, like, you know, when I was still playing in, like, that, that old school mentality of, like, you know, go hard, go hard, go hard, like, off the ice. And, you know, there's so much training and you're slowing down your, your fast twitch muscles because you're probably lifting too much throughout the week. Um, like, I feel like your light here is ahead of, you know, younger guys because of that, because it's, it's hard to break that mold of thinking that you have to do all this lifting and all this extra grunt work and then play 82 games. That's probably the reason why you played 82 games for three seasons in a row, all the games in the regular season. And, and I think without COVID, you probably would have played 82 games again this year. Um, you know, it's prevention of injury, right? You're just trying to sustain um, you know, the seasonal and stay healthy. Right. I mean, it's, it's gotta be, you know, a connection between yeah, the way you're, definitely. You're training, I, training. I think, uh, you know, you have to put the time in, you have to put the work in, you have to, you have to love it. You have to take care of your body to be able to, you know, play all 82 games. Uh, and then, you know, if you do that, that will help you, you know, to play longer, to play better. You know, like I said, having a really great summer of hard work when you build enough strength and uh, um, juice for the season that, you know, you don't, you don't need to lift. You can just maintain it. That way it's, you can focus on hockey and, you know, try to play your best, you know, but if you're didn't have that great of a summer, you know, you had one workout and then you went and golfed just, you know, that that's not really summer training. Yeah. (laughs) So you, uh, then you have to, you know, compensate during the season. You have to find time to like lift heavy so you can, um, you know, uh, kind of maintain, uh, and, uh, kind of almost like catch up every right. time to, you know, to the, your best shape. And then, uh, yeah, that's when people kind of start having like rocky seasons, you know, they yeah. feel good for three weeks, then they fall off for two weeks. But if you, you know, have a strong base and, uh, you know, uh, a lot of work is put in the summer, you can go through the whole season like this. Yeah. It's good insight. Yeah. Being, being around you. Well, for one, I'm so jacked. I don't really have to do that so much, but, uh, 
just uh, naturally, just, just naturally, naturally yeah, gifted. Yeah, I wish. But um, honestly, being around you, you know, the last four and a half, five years, Riley, you worked hard. You're a hardworking guy. I didn't but, work smart, though. That's what it's fascinating well, and about. He's, I've never seen anyone put that, that work in. Um, I know one thing, like you're talking about playing other sports. Freddie Couples here. Oh, yeah. Up <laughs> Picked up golf for the, about six weeks ago, shooting 85 now. No, oh, big no big deal. deal eh? yeah. yeah, but uh, he loves basketball. He's a big I basketball do. Oh, yeah, guy. He's a goon. He should have played for the Pistons when they're the bad boys. He's like Bill Lambeer out there throwing. Yeah, elbows. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you got to play hard. Yeah, I got great know? space, He's, man. We're, we were playing. We used to goof around and play at the rink and stuff. And uh, we're playing one-on-one. And he's so competitive, obviously. He's so fast, too. This big man is like, I can't believe how fast he is. I'm like, oh, you know, I still got, I'm only 35, right, boys? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Something like yeah, that. Hook, anyway, so, yeah, 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 all right. So, anyway, I think I got him with a move. I'm going, next thing I know, he's right in front of me, and my chin right in his shoulder. I'm seeing stars. Wow. I'm like, I'm conky, you know, I'm like, goon, man. But, uh, but anyway, this guy, like, uh, he's been playing a lot of golf. Why don't you tell us how you kind of got into that? Honestly, uh, just, you know, decided to get the clubs, you know, or right before we went for the bubble. And they actually came two days, two days before yeah. we left. So, well, you had one set come, but they were yeah, wrong, wrong hand. Oh, yeah. Wrong hand. <laughs> Dummy here. This guy. Oh, uh, he ordered my dad's Still Taylor probably a better route. golfer than myself. So I ordered the clubs and my old man says, oh, he's lefty or righty? Yeah, righty. Yeah, no big deal. They come. He's a lefty. Oh yeah. So then we had to wait a little bit longer. But anyway, go then ahead. they came, then they came in. Whatever. Two days. Two days before we went for the bubble. Didn't really get to try him. We went went to Top Golf, but it was like <laughs> yeah, not quite the same. Can't really can't really test it out. So whatever. We came back from the bubble. All the boys were gone, and I'm here. And I was like, all right. And I was itching to play a little bit. So as soon as we got home, yeah, I was like, let's go. So. From that time for four weeks straight, almost we were going three, four times a week. You know, went a few times to the driving range. I just uh, but bought a bunch of stuff for track swing tracker. He's got every oh yeah, every, everything you can possibly think. <laughs> well, you're all in. I'm yeah. the guy that I hate doing bad at something. So yeah, right. Even if, you know, if I start doing something, I have to be. I have to do good just right. for myself. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah. We we, so. were, we were playing a couple of weeks ago um, over here, of course, close by. I think you parred the first three holes. Yeah. He, okay, this guy just started playing golf. He yeah, parred the first three holes, which I'm three shots behind already. Yeah. And pissed off. So we get to the fourth hole. He hits his drive, whatever, and it's like he didn't hit it right down the middle. It's kind of off. This. I'm I'm done. I'm like. <laughs> He's just so competitive. I'm like, what do you mean you're done? You're you're even right now. Yeah, the right? fourth hole, you hit one bad shot. But um, he he uh, I wish I could do that with golf. He goes to the driver. He does everything, and it kind of comes back full circle to his to his hockey. Right. Yeah. The way it's, you prepare. It's, it's committed. Train. It's commitment. Right? It's it's actually amazing. Um, but uh, one of the things uh, I know you kind of laugh about. We talked about the other day was um, this poll came out last week. No. About the top twenty-five oh, I saw that, in the yeah. league, and I honestly didn't see it and right away. And my dad messaged me; I actually called me, and he was losing his mind. I go, Who's making these things up? Provy wasn't on there. Who, who actually? Uh, I don't published even know. That. ESPN. I, think, I don't know. Was who it was the NHL Network? NHL Network yeah. or something. 
So what I thought was great was Claude Giroux yeah, sent a tweet out. I saw that. And then I saw that once my dad had called, and I looked at it, and I was like, well, I'm glad Claude did that because yeah. obviously he knows he sees you every day for the last four years. But uh, you don't really have to say too much about it, but I can say what a joke. Yeah, it that is a was. joke. I mean, yeah. it's not even – I can't even understand what they're looking at, but uh, I know you. I know your mentality. You don't really care. You just want to play. You know who you are and what you are, but – did you kind of get a chuckle out of it? At yeah, least? a little bit. I mean, honestly, I I don't care, you know, which yeah. list I make, which list I don't make. Personally, I know where I stand and, you know, where I am right now in my career and what level I am right now at. So, I mean, honestly, you know, if they don't put me on some sort of list, I'm going to sleep just as good. Yeah. You know, I know this night or the next night. So, I mean, that doesn't change the way I think, the way I play or, you know, go about my business. Yeah. Right. That, that being said, like, do you feel like, you know, like listening to you talk about how, how dialed in you are with your, with your routine and everything like that, like how many more like dimensions you, you have yet? You're only what, 24, 20, 23 years old, four years in the league. I mean, you have so many more great years. I mean, I don't even think you've like scratched the surface of what you can really do in this league. Yeah. I mean, like I always want to get better. I think there, honestly, there is no, you know, uh, there's no limits. There's always room for improvement. So, you know, great players like, I mean, like Lindstrom, Datsuk, those guys always found a way to get better. Right. That's what I want to do. I want, I try, I try to do that every day. And, uh, you know, I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue to, you know, play the way I play and try to, you know, put up, uh, you know, better stats and just overall play better with every game. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we're, we're going to be able to put, you know, a few winning seasons together and, uh, you know, be able to go real far in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, when you do that, you know, overall, your team success, everyone has success, and, you know, your personal success, you you have that too. Yeah. Another thing about, about your game, Provi, is that uh, you play 25 minutes a night, basically, yeah. uh, 24 and change, but close to 25. And we would always joke about, like, this guy would come back to the bench, he'd be on the ice, you know. He plays all the important minutes. You know, he's penalty killing, power play, everything else, against the top line every night. People don't realize that sometimes, as you know, Riley, like watching hockey, but uh, he wants to play 40 minutes. A oh, yeah. And, and you probably could. Yeah. I, I really believe that. But he would come back to the bench after a shift and like take about 10 seconds to get your breath in. And you're like kind of like looking am back. I, am, I, yeah. am, I, am I up? Uh, <laughs> oh, they're going up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm right. kidding. But, you know, it's just so funny. After a game, I'm like, ah, oh, you're pretty tired. No, I'm going to go in here and work out for a little bit. And uh, But uh, that goes back to you know, your training, like you said, uh, not to, you know, go all the way back to that again, but it's funny. I think overall, I just, you know, I love to compete, yeah. you know, and uh, I truly enjoy both sides of the puck, you know, playing against the top lines, you know, you get to shut them down, you get, you know, you get to see the frustrating looks on their faces, them slamming their sticks, you know, there's, when uh, there's, even penalty kill, you know, being able to, you know, keep, uh, you know, the other team without shots or any shooting lanes, you know, when say the other team dumps the puck in and you're able to get out of the pressure clean with a little pop to the middle when you have two guys on you, that's, you know, when you get to the level, you enjoy those things. 
and then you know offensive offensive part is you know always fun That's you know fun trying to create something uh, on the power play when you get into the zone or you know make a sick pass or you know find a lane and you know score through traffic or something like right. that you know that's you know that's everyone everyone knows that's fun but a lot of people don't know that you know defense can be fun too and you know being able to shut down you know the other teams is a lot more enjoyable than people think it is so and i think overall i just you know i just want to be out there you know as much as possible to help the team win because i i think i i hate losing more than i like winning yeah. So that's why I just I just want to be out there as much as I can and uh you know stay on the ice as long as I can. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Your your attitude is uh is so perfect for being an athlete. I mean, you you're hungry, you're committed. Um you're 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 critical of yourself and you're honest about your, your yourself as well. Like I mean, if you if you could pick apart your game and be, you know, uh, you know, critical of one area that you'd like to improve. What, what, what would that be? Uh, I think overall, I'm, I think I'm pretty well-rounded. Yeah. I think, like I said before, but there's always room to improve. Yeah. Like I still want to, you know, be able to be better defensively, be able to better, be, be able to be better on, you know, power play on, Penalty kill and just overall and any area of my game that I can improve on or I can think of, I want to improve and I want to get better and you know that's what I'm going to continue to do. But I think overall, you know, I think I pride myself on on being very well rounded. Yeah. So I think uh, like if you had to pick one, I I couldn't really tell you you know which yeah. one. But I think overall, like I said, I want to get better and I will continue to do that. Yeah. Sure. No, it makes it makes a ton of sense. I was just thinking if there was like little like a little thing like I think maybe like passing just, or shoot versus shooting is like I think you're, maybe you're a little bit of hybrid of maybe both. Maybe more of I'm almost being try to be too perfect, you know? Right. Um you know, just uh you know, I always want to play, you know, a perfect game. You right. know, some sometimes it's hard to do, sometimes it it happens only like a few times, you know, a a year. But uh, mentally, sometimes it's almost not as satisfying, you know, if you had a good game, but you thought you could have played great. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think other than that, I think, uh, yeah, that's, I think my biggest thing is sometimes even just, you know, a, you know, a, a great, uh, you know, good games happen. Yeah. But I, personally, I always want to play great yeah, and, yeah. you know, do everything that I can, you know, like I said, to help the team win. Yeah. Just letting it, just letting it be, and being satisfied yeah. with, a, with a good game, yeah. and, then, and not having a great game every single yeah. game. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. The uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Provi, which I, I kind of know, being around you for uh, four years uh, as your equipment guy, um, superstitions. You do you feel like you're a superstitious guy? Because I know um, no, you tell you <laughs> not at all. No, not no, not at all. Not at all. I'm, yeah, I'm kidding. I I I am. <laughs> I am very superstitious. I mean, every every time I get to the rink for you know game time, I do exactly the same routine every time. You know, um, from changing to taping my sticks to warming up to going through all the meetings. To then after some meetings, go try to stick handle, and then I would always call his name and yell yeah. and 
try to find and of course find him. And of course, every time I, you know, the time for me to, you know, stick handle is he'll be, he'll be either, you know, fixing something or not in, not in his, you know, usual space in the room. So I'd be like walking around trying to find him and be like, Nas, Nas, where are you? And he'd be like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then, you know, when it gets to the ice, I, you know, my whole warm up routine, uh, I guess the whole warm up, I skate skate in the same pattern every warm up. You know, I do the same thing. I do get on the ice, do a two laps, and then I come to the red line, stick handle. Then we get into a three lane shooting, and goes on and on and on. He does the exact same. Thing. Exactly the same thing. It's it's funny, like so. Right away when he was, you were really quiet. I mean, you're not like a crazy yeah. loud guy anyway. But he was super, super quiet, you know, like his first year. And I mean, he talked, but, you know, it was usually to me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was usually in my office. You right, know, we'd yeah. sit there and we'd talk and, and stuff. But uh, it was funny. We got into this thing to where I had one of Patrick Kane sticks. And I forget how we ended up with it. It was last year. We were playing in, in Czech Republic. That's right. You got one of his sticks from from uh when we were there and then the home opener this past season we were playing against jersey and that stick was whatever standing there yeah so i grabbed it i stick handled it for a bit and then whatever we went on and we ended up winning for nothing and i scored the first goal yeah so I was like, oh, damn, I got yeah, 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 to so go back. Like, so I had to carry this thing on the road. So, oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this. Yeah. Yeah, I got to do this again. So whatever, we had, we kept doing it for a while. And, I, you know, the team was playing well. I was playing well personally, uh, you know, putting up numbers that I liked. So I was like, I got to continue to do this. <laughs> and then... I think one of the road trips, I think we forgot it or something. So we had, oh, no, we had man. to, we, we had to, we had to send it. Oh, oh yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You're I right. was like, we got, we got to get it. That stick. But it was funny because like, I, I, I tried to be paying attention to when he was coming, but you know how, like there's a million things going oh, on. Yeah. And, and me, I'm so hyper. I would, one of their equipment guys would come down or a player from the other team wanted to say hi. So I'd run out. And I always have my phone in my back pocket. I'd be in mid conversation and my phone would ring and I'd be like, Oh shit. And they're like, What? I got I gotta go. And they're like, What? I said, Provy needs me. Yeah. And I look out and it's Provy. Yeah. Where's and my I'd go and, like, and I'd grab the puck and the thing, what we'd do is I'd throw him the puck, he'd catch it, flip it, and then he'd start sticking out. Okay. And then he had to give it back to me. So I had to send her and wait. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> if I leave, you're I'm anti pantser. He's got well, he's got his times that he's got oh, yeah. to do his stuff, and uh, it's just so funny because people would be like, "Where, where are you going? We're mid conversation. I'm sprinting. I'm like, probing, probing. Yeah. You know? And I'd walk in yeah. there. But anyway, it's that stuff's fun. And you've got one. I don't. I guess it's a superstition, but like. He ties his skates. He actually don't tie him as tight as he used to. No. But he would sweat tying his skates. And it just almost made me anxious watching him tie his skates because he'd do it. He so wore gloves it. for a while because he's ripping oh, yeah, his hands yeah. apart. But anyway, um, so he always leaves them tied because he ties them and that's it. But his tape, he's got this perfect tape job, right? Yeah. So <laughs> during a period, probably three to four, it could be six times just depending on the game. He'd get a little cut from either a skate, the puck, right. and he'd be like, nah, 
hold a stick back. So I always had this little knife and I'd cut the little tape off. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, like a little surgery. And people were kind of looking at me. I'm like, yeah, some little surge, little surge. Yeah. I'm feeling good if he scores. It's because yeah, I, no, I, I cut the tape. On it. Kidding. But um, it's funny because I, I remember one time a couple of years ago, I said, I need to tape him like in between periods. I can't. I can't. No, because he's got, well, he's got, no, got three other, four I, other no, things. No, because to do. you have a lot of stuff. You. It's just, honestly, it takes, <laughs> so much energy to tape this thing. <laughs> and it's not I'm, perfect. No, I'm, it is I'm like I said, I'm such a perfectionist, so it did, it does take me a little longer. Right. Than say like most of the guys. Yeah. So plus when I, you know, come off the ice, I gotta, you know, you, you, whatever, you either go to the bathroom, you go get uh, whatever electrolytes, the hydration drinks, and then I always go to check my blades. And <laughs> so by the time, you know, it's like five minutes are gone. Yeah. And then in whatever, in a minute or two, the coaches come in to talk to us. So you really kind of don't have enough time. Yes. And unless you're G getting dressed well, in a minute. And 20 that seconds. guy gets dressed in like, like yeah, under two minutes. And he's then like Richie. He gears to totally do. down. Eh? Totally down. But he comes in before warmups and oh, everyone's yeah. in the hallway. The only guy standing there is. I'm, is I'm like dressed 14 minutes before warm-up yeah and then he comes in like with four minutes before we have to go on the ice throws his gear on in two minutes it's like faster ta- than richie ta- really? tapes yeah. his stick in like five seconds and i was like holy yeah and i would have the biggest anxiety you and me both uh probing so the one day yeah. you know like obviously i didn't mind doing it i always just yeah. waiting for him to hold it and i would do it and but i said one day like you know why don't you tape and he's like oh, i can't it's too much going on i said okay i said well, I'll tape for it. No, I didn't even get it out of my mouth. <laughs> He's, no, no, I don't want you to. No, <laughs> of course not. It's well, on, yeah, I know why. It's I, honestly like, you know, you get used to the same tape job and then sure, the, yeah. the puck starts feeling the same on your stick every yeah. time. Oh, yeah. But if you start like playing with your tape job, then the puck will feel a little bit off on your stick. So, and I'm the guy that noticed the, the, the very oh, yeah. little details. Yes. yes. <laughs> like stick, if the stick is, you know, different weight, than normal, I would feel that if my it's like Gagne, you wouldn't have loved Simone. my tape job. If no, my, you would not. <laughs> you would have done so well. If, no, if my bl- if my blades are a little slippery, I'll have to change it more. Even I have the tiny snick, I would I would fe- I would feel it skating. So I would like the one time when when we were playing in Dallas, I switched my blades eleven times. Wow! He did. Luckily, we had twelve to fifteen. Yes, I always there. made every other player. When I was there on the team, I had six sets because you know you change yeah. them. That way, you're not running back to the room having to sharpen. Come back, you know, you're missing. He uh, he would come off the ice, and that's another thing I I really always appreciated about you is it's hard when you're in a hockey game, Riles. You know, like got your your intensities there. Maybe something didn't go your way. He's like. Nas, could you please check the outside right? You know, I'm just like, I love this kid. You know, his first year, everything's pleasing. Thank you. And it's hard to do. You don't really expect that, but it's always a nice thing. And and that's Provy. It's just the person he is. But anyway, he'd come back and he'd be like, Nas, right side, back edge. And I would look and it would be something like this big. And I'm like, yeah, you got a little nick there. So this is like the first couple times. So you go back on the ice, no problem. He trusted me. He goes out and he wasn't slippery, but he knew in his mind that it was there. Yeah. So he'd come back and be like, I think we could change those. I'm like, yeah, of course. So yeah. then when he would come and be like, Hey, middle outside, you know, and I'd be like, just give me your foot. I'm changing it. <laughs> cause, cause you know, I, he likes yeah, mentally yeah, knowing yeah. that there's, and I don't blame him. Cause if you go out there and there is something. Oh yeah. And he's got a jump. Oh, it's you know, like, 
you know, being the D, some a lot of times you're the last guy. So you know, if you wipe out. That, oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure. How many times have you seen that happen? in Hundred percent. So I'd rather be, you know, safe than sorry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. It, and you know, it wasn't like it was any sort of pain. It was just I was more amazed that he could actually feel such a small yeah, nick in exactly where it was. Like I didn't even have to look because he'd be like inside right of the toe, yeah. you know, or yeah. outside left, and I'm just like, how the hell does he feel? And I would always equate it to Gagne with the stick being an ounce. Like heavier, yeah, and he'd be like, "This one's no good." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> the same bad shoe," eh? and he's like that too. Yeah, yeah, and but we would send him back, and they were like, "He's right." They were like point one off. That's being in tune. That's I why just, these guys I, are high I, end I, pros. I know, you know? man. I know, and That's, and you know, I used to kind of laugh at gags and. But he was dead on yeah. every time. He was never wrong about that. That's and even crazy. Provi can pick a stick up and do it too. So, but it's like you said, they're high end players, and they they take it serious, and it's just. Honestly, everyone's so different, you know, yeah. in their pregame routine. Some guys don't have it at all. Some guys, you know, like the particular stuff. Some guys don't care at all and could use a different, you know, have a different tape job, different stick, different gloves, and wouldn't even notice it. But, right. you know, everyone's different and everyone's so unique in their own way. So, yeah. Um I know uh, one thing I wanted to ask, and it's it, it kind of sucks, but I guess we're happy for him, is, is Matt Niskanen retiring, which no one expected. Um, you guys just seem to have a chemistry right away at the beginning of the year. And, and just, you know, I think he's more one of those underrated type of players. Like, he's not a flashy guy. Um, I almost call him kind of old school because he played pretty hard, man, and yeah, he yeah. had an edge to him. And... I thought it was a great fit for you. I know you you love Niski, but you know what, what yeah, do you think was, about that? I mean, definitely. You know, sad to see you know, you know him. You know, retiring uh, just because you know never got going to be able to play with him again. But I think uh, you know overall, I'm happy for him. And you know, yeah. if he's happy with his decision, then I, you know I'm all right. I'm all for it. I'm happy for him and you know his family. Overall, he's just you know. A great player and even better human being. Yeah. And then on the ice, you know, super well rounded, you know, very steady, you know, steady, steady, Eddie, yeah, steady yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Um, you know, just, you know, he's able to do, you know, do it all, you know, break out, you know, PK, power play, you know, and then we did have a, you know, good chemistry right off the start and it was, you know, easy playing with him. You know, we were able to talk some things out, you know, if something didn't go you know, our way we, we we get together and talk and say, Hey, I think next time we should do this and that, you know, and, you know, he was very open and, you know, uh, and it was awesome, you know, and, uh, overall, I think, you know, just with having, with me and him having a good chemistry it was so easy to get out of their zone. And then, you know, on the offensive side, we could create and, uh, you know, help the team that way too. Yeah. Yeah. He was, I, I really, I always liked him as a player. I got to know him a little bit at the world cup with team USA and everything. He used to make me laugh though. So last year when he, when we ended up getting him, he's one of those guys where I was where you, you're texting him and you know me, like I'm blabber mouth and, and, and I'm hyper. So I'm sending this long text asking him all these questions. So let me know what you think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah. I asked you about ten things in this. In this, do you want me to call you? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I call him. Human. I get a few more words out of him yeah. anyway, but he was always like that. But like, I know he'll be missed, man, but I'm happy. Like you said, I'm, I'm happy for him. That's, that's what he wanted to do. But I, I feel like it's going to be tough filling that void. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll figure out. It's the old Niskian apology for that flying elbow I threw against Dallas back in the day. Oh, Three-game suspension. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. my God. I feel bad. He, he Niski, I uh, made it over to his house right before you guys left for the bubble, went over and had a, a couple waters with him. And uh, <laughs> we were talking, and he, he started telling the story about, uh, were you here when him and Lotz – was that your rookie year, or maybe before you? That was the year before. Okay. I mean, in, in the playoffs, when you yeah. They yeah. played the Washington uh, Phillies series. Yes, yeah, I, I, that was that was the year. I the year I got drafted, but I didn't make the team. Was okay. So anyway, long story short, Niski caught Lalt's, Scott Lawton with his head down, conky. So we come back to play that. him, and Niski's like talking about we were talking about Chief uh, last week. Being able to sleep, Niski's like, all I can think of is Wayne Simmons is coming for me because of that hit right, yeah. on loss. Even though it was clean, it was a clean hit, yeah. but Niski's old school. Hey, like I, yeah, I got to answer the bell. The bell. Yeah. Um, thank God being an equipment guy, I never had to answer any bells yeah. like that because I don't know how you guys do it. But anyway, uh, Niski's like, all I can think of is, oh my God, I got to fight Wayne Simmons tonight. This is not going to go well, you know, <laughs> like, so he, Get in the game while Lotz goes right up to him and says, hey, let's go. And, and Niski goes, all I could think was, thank God. And he's like, nothing against Lotz, but, but that last thing I wanted to do is have to fight Wayne. Oh, uh, but I, but I love Niski, man. And I wish him all the best. He was, he was great. It was fun watching you guys, uh, play together. He was, he's such a competitor. Um, but, uh, Speaking of um, hits and, and Simmons, Wayne Simmons. The amount of time that guy saved me from, <laughs> from getting jumped yeah. or fighting is uh, well, too many to count. So we're playing Riles in, uh, I think it was 2017. We're in Nashville. It and- was uh, 17. No, it was actually just, it was the New Year's Eve 2017, okay. 2018. 18. Okay. So we're playing and we're- Provi. Catches Fiala oh. coming into the zone, and I mean, absolutely just him. bulldozes him. But the funny part is, Provy hits him, kind of turns. Well, Simmer's going to change. Well, he sees the hit kind of out of the corner of his eye, and I pulled this video up to watch it. And then there's like, I hit him. I turn around as soon as I hit him. I knew he there's knew like, he, he's almost like this. There's probably like, like who's the, coming? Who's coming? There's who's like coming? three guys were heading my <laughs> yeah. way, and Simmer sees it, oh. and he kind of turns back and he kind of skates to Provy, and all of a sudden those guys start looking around uh, and they turn yeah. and they go the other way, picking up the loose change. Right? And we are just dying oh. on the bench because they saw Simmer, oh, and, yeah. and he's right. There were like three guys coming. And so Provy's just like, oh boy, yeah. like, you Keep know, the flies what away. am I going to do? And Simmer just sees it and cuts back and then everyone just whoop, they go oh, the yeah. other way. He came back and almost stood there like, <laughs> he was basically all, like, I dare you. Yeah. And then oh, all yeah, three guys you. just loop. For anybody who doesn't believe in the power of accountability, right? It's like mm. perfect example right there. He was, that's like he said, like Provy, that's another thing I love about your game is, you, you, you have it all. I'm not trying to pump your tires here. So. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but seriously, you have, you, you do, I believe you're going to be a Norris Trophy winner. 
but um, you have it all. But I love the fact that when they're, you don't go out of your way, but if you see a guy with his head down or see a guy in a, you hit him and they're always clean. But I, I love that about yeah. your game because a lot of people, you know, try to take the physicality out of the game. I, I hate that. I don't yeah. think that that's something they should do, but you're a clean player. You never play dirty, but you have, you've had some really big hits. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, it's all about an opportunity, you know, and all about, you know, making reads, you know, whatever happens on the ice, I always, you know, kind of either skating with the puck or without the puck, I always scan and, you know, see what's going on and what could happen and what's going to happen kind of uh, thing. So, of course, when I have an opportunity, when I'm angling the guy and, you know, you know he's going to cut to the middle and you just lean this way, of course I'm going to take that, you know. if depends on what type of play it is, but, you know, whenever I can, you know, get a hit and, uh, you know, lay someone out, of course I'm going to do that. Yeah, I, I was, and not take yourself completely out of the play because it's more yeah, calculated yeah, than like uh, Danny Gauthier, you know, big hitter, but like you would literally pull himself right out of the play yeah. if, you, if you you know miss the guy, only got a piece of him, you yeah. got to be going the other way. That's true. I mean, it's yeah, more calculated. It's, all, it's honestly all about like I said, what type of player is coming to you, right. how he's coming at you, what speed, what kind of you know. If you have a good angle, then you're able to hit him. If you just you know, it's never good to just run never. straight at the guy. One deke and you're gone. Right. Yeah. So you know when you you know if you have to use your stick to get the puck, you know out of someone else's hand, you do that. If you can, you know, lay someone out. Of course, that's definitely yeah. yeah. It's definitely you know yeah. enjoyable and it's yeah. fun to do. But you know, you know, it's not going to happen every time, and yeah. only if the opportunity is right. Yeah. Riley, I remember thinking about big hits. Your first shift ever in NHL, you had a huge hit on Sean Hill. Yeah. Uh, at home. I remember that. Uh, Riley literally got his first shift. He jumped over and I mean, it couldn't have worked out. Anymore. It was, yeah, it was, so, it was so got perfect. wrapped around and that hill was a pretty big man. Yeah. It was, just, was, it was just perfect dude. right off the bench. You know, D-man's, you know, come out of his right corner coming up and I just <laughs> hop over the bench and like the angle was like perfect. You know what I mean? So I just like beelined it full on <laughs> sprint as hard as I possibly could. And he just skated right into me and just blew him oh, off. Oh gosh. Um, was, yeah, I mean, they can big hits, man. It's, 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 they're, they're, they're tough. They're tough to get when you're not putting yourself, you know, actually doing them you know, properly and not putting yourself out of position. I mean, I, I wasn't very mindful when I played. So, I mean, I wasn't like thinking about like the way you're thinking about it. You know what I mean? But, uh, I was just trying to blow guys up. You're trying but, to get something going. Yeah. I was trying to get something going, but it's, I mean, it's, you could go five, six shifts without a big hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's like, but it's timing. There's, a, there's an art to it. And, you know, I think you, one of the best. Guys at timing, he's like a shark is Zach Ronaldo. Oh, Reno, yeah. I mean, that yeah. guy can hit. And yeah. I mean, he just, yeah. he had a knack of, I guess he he's like scans. A, yeah, he's, he's, scans. Like a, he's like a predator. He yeah, just like, he, you know, the Tutu was like that as well. Yeah, like, just oh God. Tutu was the Yoni like, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Pickenin didn't want him. He hit him in the American League oh, so in the bad. lockout year. And every, from that day on, when we were with the Flyers, Yoni said, his tum tum hurt. Because he, <laughs> if we played Nashville or wherever Toots was playing, yeah. he wasn't playing. He had there was something wrong. What did he say? I got a fever in my belly or <laughs> something. I can't because he didn't know exactly how to say what yeah. was wrong with him. You know, like, <laughs> um, but he was great guy. I loved I love Yoni, but he would not play. He did not want to play oh, history because yeah. he got laid out. I thought he was dead. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, wrong. yeah. It keeps guys honest, you know. It does. But those, yeah. yeah, those. I mean, yeah, Reno and Toots and those guys of that that caliber of hitting were just. You know, 
dangerous, you know, because they're super explosive. Yeah. And sure. it landed up being, you know, anticipating a breakout pass. A lot of times they would just hop on it and just blow up the winger. <laughs> uh, oh, it's pretty, crazy, pretty man. Um, probably one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. I'm, I'm sure people don't don't know about you is that what a dancer you are. Um, dancer? Yeah. I heard that uh, you could be joining some kind of show because I've seen you on TikTok. And oh. You have quite the moves, man. <laughs> nah, I mean... <laughs> It's all for a good fun, but uh I don't know, man. I'm Imagine you know, if you took a commitment from the hockey and golf, golf into dancing, man, you'd man, be a no, superstar. That's where I'm not very committed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, man. You look pretty good. You look pretty don't worry, we don't have good editing people and stuff that are gonna maybe throw one or two up there just yeah. to prove how good you are. No. No, let's that's not. <laughs> let's stay. Let's stay away from that and focus on <laughs> the things that I'm actually good at. Oh man, oh, I, I I saw. I've seen some of them, but you actually can dance. It's actually impressive. But um, anyway, outside of the game, I mean, what keeps you ticking? I mean, you're a human being. You obviously have hobbies and other things you like to enjoy outside of uh, just training. I mean, uh, what what, uh, what keeps you? Keeps I mean. You going? Away from hockey, you know, if I can spend time with family and friends, yeah, I, you know, I love, I, I love to do that, and I mean, I love, like I said, like Nasty said, I love basketball. You know, if I can go to the game, uh, I, w- I, you know, I love, I would love to, you know, go anytime I can. I love playing any other sport, you know, away from, you know, the rink, just because, you know, I, I like, I like staying active. I like competing. I don't know, movies, trips, you know, going anywhere is always, you know, fun. Yep. And just overall, if, like I said, if you do anything with friends and family and good company, you know, doesn't, doesn't actually matter what you do as long right. as, you know, as long as you, you know, have those people around you and just enjoy your time. So, um, in your four years, uh, so far, uh, who do you, who would you say is the funniest guy we've had or you've had there? Um, since you've been there, lots, yeah, lots. <laughs> Raf, Hazy, Hazy's a funny. Guy. Hazy, you know, my first year, Cuzzy was pretty funny. Oh, oh Cuzzy, yeah, oh, boy, yeah, you know. he's a beauty. He is one funny man. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, pranksters? Any pranksters since I left? Anyway, ah. Uh... There's definitely some. I mean, those guys are definitely in that category too. But you know, I, I, no one really, let's just say, plays pranks on me because <laughs> sometimes I poke the bear. Yeah, sometimes I don't take them very well because I do like to prepare and yeah, uh, you know, go point. go on the ice and without you know having a water cup <laughs> under my helmet. Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. <laughs> But, you know, TK sometimes would tape your fighting strap or tape your sleeves up when yeah. you're trying to put a jersey on and you can't <laughs> put your hand through it or something yeah. like that. But, yeah, there's, there's guys that are always pranking someone here and there. So, yeah, that was one of my favorite things, you know, being at the rink with the guys and chirping and, you know, just little, little things. I like to, for some reason, hide a lot and yeah, uh, yeah. jump out and get people. But I guess when you're, a little it's short easy. guy. It's easy it's for easy me to, to hide, right? Yeah. <laughs> Provi, uh, another question I have for you is, um, I think I may know the answer to it, but, uh, what would you say is your biggest, uh, so far, um, 
your biggest like thrill or, or best moment in NHL um, in these first four years? I mean, the first goal is definitely up there. Um, you know, it took me, I think, 21 games to get it. We were playing in Tampa at the end of the second period, face off on the right side, got the play kind of turned out that I kind of snuck back door, got a pass from Matt Reed and then shot it. And as soon as I, as soon as I saw the puck go in, I blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> course, Completely yeah. blacked out. And then I only kind of remember when I was already back on the bench. Right. <laughs> and then I think another one still from the same year was, Scoring two goals at home against Chicago. Oh yeah, in That's one right. in one shift, that was definitely something um, you know, something special and cool to you know be able to experience. I remember you skating by Patrick Kansan on the Showtime. On the Showtime, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> considering that you know my first game there didn't go so well, <laughs> yeah, I was actually I was really happy to kind of. You know, have a good game against them again at home yeah. and, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, get two points back from them. Right. And then I guess, I think, I guess against the Islanders, the double OT was definitely, yeah. definitely a cool experience. You know, as a kid, you always, you know, play outside or, you know, something you just always dream of, you know, big game scoring an OT goal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was definitely, a, you know, a big game for us to force the game seven. And it was getting up there for time, you know, at the end of the second OT. And, you know, I kind of hopped on the bench. Hazy, uh, you know, took the puck all the way down and then threw it up front. And then it came right to me and right, you know, whatever, top of the circles. And then, like I said, as soon as I, you know, shot it and as soon as the, I saw the puck go in, I just... You know, really happy. I was like, game seven, game yeah, seven. Yeah. And all, I couldn't the, imagine all that the, feeling. All the, all the boys awesome. were coming out. And I guess the final one would be this year against Montreal. That's that, those last two you said were what uh, I was thinking. I think, yeah, those are, that's something another you, you know, as a kid dream of, you know, yeah, pulling sure. something, um, a move that, you know, you always, you know, Bobby or try you know in practices but you know a lot of times it's really hard to do it during the game and yeah. you know being able to pull that off and yeah. you know score a goal and you know just yeah definitely up I, there you're flying Look at I, a different di- different dimension of speed I, i'll in tell that you clip. man i that play <laughs> i remember like it was yesterday i was on the bench and uh uh ian laperrier was beside me and you know you switch in so anyway Proby goes end to end. When you went through your legs, I'm like, it almost looked like you weren't going to have room to cut in, yeah. you know, but you did. Mm-hmm. You leaned in. It goes in. And usually, you know how hyper I am. I'm, I'm going nuts every goal. But I just turned and looked at Lappy and I said, that's what he does. And he <laughs> hits me and he's like kind of <laughs> laughing. So I come off and I can't wait to get to him, but I, I got to run in, turn the music on and everything. And he finally comes in and, and, you know, boys are going nuts. And I just kind of looked at him. He's just like, Kind of smirks and like then I went over. I said like, that might have been the sixth goal. Oh, I've seen yeah. in a long, long time. But uh yeah, those are great answers. I, I, I thought 
I should have thought of your first one, but I was thinking this year, Montreal, and then the overtime goal. Honestly, before that goal, we started the OT. We're out there for like 30 seconds, maybe less, like 25, a little less than the usual shift. And then, you know, Yosi makes a change. And I was like, oh, God damn. I was yeah. like, I was just so ready to get going. And then whatever, 12, maybe 15 seconds later, you know, there's another whistle. And then Yosi puts me right back on the ice. Yeah. And then we win the shit. We win the draw, go back, whatever, line up and then go in. And then, uh, um, Whatever after the game, he's like, "Yeah, I just want to give you a little breather." Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. right yeah. Of course, like, worked Thanks. out perfect. Thanks, Josie. That's great. Um, I had a question for you though. You get drafted in 2015, and shortly thereafter, your development camp. What were your initial thoughts of meeting this guy? Hyperactive, <laughs> all over the map. Oh, what, what, just... what was going through your head? No, it just you know, I was like. Who is this guy? He's like, you know, all over the place, running around, joking. And, you know, I was, from that point on, I was very particular in my gear still uh, already at that time. Yeah. And I was like, I was a little shy. I was like, how do I, you know, you know, bring it up to him that I kind of, you know, need this, that, you know, my skate sharp in this way and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, come on. Just, I was like coming up to him nervous afraid to kind of ask and he's come on just spit it out yeah. you know just yeah. say it you know and then i kind of laid everything on him and he's like holy shit you kind of you're high maintenance <laughs> yeah, right. and like, i was like oh now I, yeah. you know, now i'm asking, labeled already now i'm oh. asking for too much but no. you know he's you know he's been a great help from day one yeah. and you know uh it wasn't a day by you know that went at the rink or anywhere on the road that you know we didn't laugh or you know had great time, so you know, yeah, very lucky to have him, you know, uh, absolutely you know, uh, to meet him. I met appreciate him, uh, that, you know, four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, we yeah. had we we spent a lot of time together. Like I said, he was especially his first year. You know, he he, you weren't over, you weren't very loud, but most rookies aren't. They yeah. kind of like, sure. no, although some some but, feel it out. some, but you know, first year you don't, you know, you don't want to be too much. You you know, you kind of. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a lot of older guys and you kind of want to respect, you know, them and, yep, you know, try to sure. not to get in their face and, you know, also try to go about your own business and uh, kind of adjust, yep. you know, it takes some guys less, some guys, you know, more, but, you know, it still took me probably 15 games to adjust, but yeah, uh, yeah so I didn't want to be like too much. And I guess in, in big crowds, I'm not overly... <laughs> Overly outgoing, but when it's like this, um, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. he was, uh, I used, you know me, like I, Provy, you know, he was quiet, but he talked, obviously talked to you when yeah. you talked to him, but I would always just try to get him going a little yeah. bit. <laughs> just kind of smile. Well, you, you have know, a way like, of making people feel comfortable. You, well, and, and you know, he, some... you know, we hit it off, I, I would say, right, I mean, pretty much right away. And, and he was, you know, I love the guys coming in, like I said already, you know, just, that's one of the best parts about being on a team, even though obviously I didn't play, but having the guys come in, have the coffee, whatever, right. and breakfast, and just talk and laugh. Those are the, the things I miss the most. Oh, yeah. From, and I know you, you feel the same way. I spend more time in your office than you're <laughs> on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember we used to, the first year after that lockout, when, when we won the cup with the Phantoms, my office was in between the Phantoms and the Flyers. Yeah, I was great. in the hallway. I remember that. 
So Hitch, Ken Hitchcock used to come down from the gym <laughs> and it would be Freddie Myers, Randy Jones, uh, Jeff Carter, Mike Richards, RJ, Ned, <laughs> and Tara Nittimaki. In my office, it was just as small as the one you used to come sit in. Literally, guys like leaned up against each other, and Hitch would loot. Oh, yeah. What are you guys doing in there? He's with the Phantoms, you know. And and I'm like, what a dick! Like, yeah, I, know, you know, yeah. I know who I'm with, man. Yeah. And and you know, Cartsy's going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. He's like, and you would just be like, I don't know. That room's not even big enough. Jesus, I don't know what you guys are doing. You know, and then he would just waddle, you know, walk off or whatever. But. uh that was that's one of my favorite things and, and Provin and I always um talked a lot in the mornings and before the games when he wasn't getting prepared. But uh was, well, uh, especially my my first few years I lived in Jersey and Yeah. You know, most of the guys lived in, in Philly and you know, I would be the first one kinda one of the first guys in and one of the last guys out. So and you know, we even after I was done, you know, training, working out, recovering, I would just come and hang out, you know, in his office just because I, you know, I didn't want to go home. Yeah. You know, just, and, you know, kind of, you know, almost not be alone, but, you know, a lot of times some guys want to do their own thing. Right. And I was like, oh, we're just. We would talk about it, you know, everything. Yeah. Equipment, yeah. anything, yeah. just whatever. We just sit there and next thing you know, it's two hours later. Oh, I know. Yeah. He's like, oh, I guess yeah. I got to go eat some dinner. Those moments. I, I should probably go home. Yeah, right. <laughs> See my kids. No, man, I appreciate you coming coming by and sharing some stories and insights about your career. It's uh, It's been awesome. So, yeah, man. Thank, really, you, thank you so much for really it. Really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.